Welcome, everybody, to Flickr Effect, episode 305. We are recording this on Sunday, September 15th, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey. Uh, how's it going, guys? We good, have- good. Plenty to discuss. Uh, Hustlers dropped this week. Bobby yeah. saw that. We'll be getting to that a little later. We finally, Michelle and I finally finished The Boys in Carnival Row that we yes. brought up last week. Hey, last week I hadn't even watched it. And I right? I crammed that bad boy in. And you watched all The Boys. I did. I threw it down. It was awesome. Before we get to that, I so we talked about Dragon Con last week. We did. There was one little thing in our storytelling of our experience that I forgot to bring up. And it was one of those things after we recorded. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Anyway. Uh, so we were staying at the Marriott. Is this about the room? It's totally about the room. Because oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what did he forget to bring up? It couldn't be about the room. Oh, it's about the room. <laughs> um, so we're staying at the Marriott. And for anyone who hasn't been there, the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta is... You see it actually in a lot of films. It was in the Hunger Games films, notably. Um, But um, the center of it is... I don't know what you call that style of hotel. It has a name. It's an extremely large atrium. It's It's just basically hollow in the middle. Yeah. And all of the doors of the rooms, kind of when you step out of your room, you're looking down into the hotel. And the elevators are in the middle of the hotel, and they're all glass. So as you're going up and down, you can just pretty much see everything. 47 floors. Um, So as we're coming up to our floor to go back to our room one night, we can see from the elevator, I can see that there's people like hanging out at our room like yeah. outside the door yeah <laughs> and they're doing something they're not like at first i'm like oh maybe they're just like drunk and they're i don't know hanging out on the floor walking around and whatever. they just happen to be in front of our room at the time but as we get out of the elevator and we start coming around the corner i see they're like taking photos in front of our door yeah and th- there's a girl at i can't tell at this point when i first noticed that she's up against the door like giving this kind of funky face as she's turning her head around at the camera and he's taking a picture. Weird. I was like, what? And, and it's Dragon Con. I'm not like freaking out about it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know what's happening, but somebody picked our door for a photo shoot, I guess. Right. So we're walking up and I can see that she's in like, she's from The Shining. It's her cosplay. They all okay. were. They are all The Shining cosplay. Yeah. And I had never put together the fact that we were in room 237. Oh. <laughs> and we walk up, and I still wasn't even, even when it I saw that they were in the cosplay, I wasn't registering immediately. Like, oh, we're in room 237. That's why they're doing it. So it we walk up. Let me guess. Was her cosplay the old woman in the bathtub? No, no. She was the wife. Okay. Uh, Wendy. Okay. Yeah. And, and we're walking up, and they're like, oh, is this your room? We're like, Yeah. Like, can we just get in? <laughs> it was super awkward. And, and then they're like, you're in the shining room. And I'm like, and then it, I still hesitated for a second. And I'm like, oh, two, three, seven. Okay. Oh, yeah. Guess I didn't think about that. Like, anyway, it was the funny. shining room. I'm like, you if know, I were the um, kind of person freaked out about those things, then I would have been like, oh, I can't sleep the rest of my stay, but I don't care. I'm like, oh, okay, okay whatever. I'm in the shining we, room. We weren't in Estes Park, Colorado. If we were in room 237 Estes Park, Colorado, I'd be like, we out of this room, bitches. <laughs> That's the thing. Because I was just here. thinking about um, 
there had been some set visits for Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining mm-hmm. that's coming out with uh, Ewan McGregor. And a lot of the journalists that went on the, the set visit said that, I guess, the the director was speaking in terms of how they did this movie. And they recreated a lot of the, the Shining Hotel and got the blueprints, the original blueprints from the movie and built it to the nail of what it looked wow. like. And so it's like, I think that room is in the movie as well. So imagine if you were like, had to stay in that room for a night, even though it's a rebuilt set, you know, kind of thing, but it's still to be able to look exactly like the room and still stay in it. That would be pretty creepy. That would be pretty creepy. Yeah. I'd do it, but it'd be creepy. Yeah. So they built it on the Warner brothers set, I guess. And the, um, I think I forget who I was listening to, but they said that there might be some sort of possibility of them not striking that set and using it as part of their Warner Brothers tour so that people could actually go and visit that that set and see, you know, that recreation of the the Outlook Hotel. So I was like, man, that'd be pretty badass. I could see that just between um, Dr. Sleep coming out and then just with Ready Player One really paying homage to that. I could see kind of a slight resurgence Mm -hmm. in this film. Not to mention that it's October next month, like... It's, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. 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 That would be pretty sweet to go to. Yeah. That seems smart of them not to break it down. I, yeah. 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 Even if you sold it to Universal or like, here, do a house right. with it at Whatever. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. <gasps> that would be so sweet to go through the mm-hmm. hotel at Halloween Horror Nights. <gasps> Mother of God. That'd, that'd be, be pretty crazy. crazy. That'd be pretty awesome. That would freak me the hell out. <laughs> All right. So you, you finished The Voice or you watched The Voice and, yeah. I, and I finished it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cranked it out. Uh, let's see, there's eight episodes. I knocked out like four and a half in one day and then knocked out the others in the next day. And then since you hadn't watched the finale, I waited a day or two so we could watch the finale together. Right. So the boys. What do you think? So effing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, the show is so good. Like, yeah. oh, for the love. Anyway, it just... The storyline is really awesome. The pacing of it is really great. Like, it's constantly moving. There's really no hesitation in the storyline at any point in time. It is just do, 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 And because there's, and I feel like there's just enough key players happening so that you're kind of going from one section to another section to another section. But at the same time, it doesn't feel jumpy or choppy, even though you're going from like these two characters hanging out, these three characters, this one character, like even though it's moving around, it doesn't feel like you're just jumping, jumping, jumping. Like you're getting full, full like phases happening in each segment. Like it really, it feels really complete. So you're watching it and you're just like, Oh, next episode, bring it on. Like you're just, I was ready to roll with it. I would have knocked out in one day if I literally didn't have priorities in the yeah. latter half of my day. An first actual day. life, right? You know, I was like, oh, oh crap, I'm going to have to stop this. But, yeah, no, I think the acting is good. I think the sets are great. The costuming, just the whole idea behind the show, so good. Like, the boys is so good. If you have any interest in... I hate to even just be like, oh, if you like comics, watch this movie but or the show. But honestly, like, if you are curious about, if you have thoughts on, like, 
kind of the state of the way things are right now, I guess, I don't want to say politically, but basically the climate, like in America, like the way we are with refugees, the way we are with diversity, with religion, with anything and everything dealing with the way America is at the moment. Like it's, it gets into all that in different ways. Like it's showing you that those same issues that we have just in a different way of displaying it. And it's really good. It's done really well. So good. So good. So but, yeah. I'm, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but the end of the show, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Why? I'm just curious. Cause Really, the same thing. You only said one thing to me about it. You're just like, huh? That ended abruptly. Uh, uh, to be clear, I s- still agree with what you're saying and what I said before. I think the show is great. It's quite good. Uh, and I thought the finale was great. Maybe, and I have n- no reason for this. When I went was going into that final episode, I guess I had this feeling, thought in my mind that yeah, this show's going to continue. Oh yeah, obviously, but. I guess I felt like that first season was going to have more of an actual arc to it, more of an actual, that finale, that last episode of the first season, I, I think I expected it to have more of a an ending to an arc that not so it much. did not have. Okay. Like, it felt like just another episode, and it definitely had major moments at the end, for sure. Oh, yeah. But in a lot of ways, it was just another episode, and it ended, and I was like well shit now I have to wait till whenever (laughs) the next season comes and I guess I wasn't expecting that so when I watched it and especially I don't know I I, I wasn't paying attention to time and when it ended I'm like wait what the fuck it's over like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I really just had in my mind for some reason that I was like I mean I'm not saying everything was going to get wrapped up in a bone and the whole show was going to be complete but I guess I just still expected something a little more of a ending to am I making sense like I, like okay so here's what my thoughts were I'm not, like, and I, I'm not talking spoilers obviously I don't think no, I'm spoiling no, no, no. anything but. I don't I don't want to talk spoilers I and I'm not talking spoilers but I will say the character of Homelander I'm going to p- point this one out for me I felt like we were going to see more of a going off the deep end there mm-hmm. and I we didn't quite get that it was like a oh so it's kind of more the same with this character situation. Maybe it's a he, he took it up a notch, but I felt like we were going to go up like so just going like up a notch or two. I thought we were going to go up like eight or twelve. Like I was like, we're gonna this character is gonna woohoo and we're gonna go whoa, dude, and that didn't happen. That was kind of my expectation. And then there's another kind of storyline that I kind of thought. I also kind of thought I was like. I thought it was going to kind of edge over and complete and kind of wrap up and then start in another direction. And it didn't. And I was kind of like, oh, we're just kind of soft ending this one, huh? Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I guess I just feel like this could be wrapped up. This one could go on. Like, anyways, that's kind of how I felt. back at the finale, I'm happy with it. I think it's more like, a, like I say a lot, it was expectations going in. I guess, I yeah. just, again, I had in my mind. It was going to be the more ending of an arc for the season that didn't feel like when I watched it. I was like, oh, this is this is almost just like another episode. With the exception of the big kind of stuff that happened. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it was a little bit longer, I think, than the other episodes. It might have been the longest of the episodes. But it, 
It was good, and I really liked it, and it really is kind of like, it leaves you on enough of a cliffhanger to go, oh, dude, we're in season two. Like, just enough of a, damn. Are they already shooting season two? Not yet, no. I will I say, it was that. it was interesting, at Dragon Con, saw Carl Urban very briefly. Yes, he walked right by us. He walked right by oh. us on the Walk like, of Fame. Like, David and, and him almost brushed shoulders. Like, he, like literally walked oh, wow. right by us. He straight up looked like he does in the show. Like, <laughs> he like still had the hair and had the beard, like, color and everything. Yeah, his hair coloring, his mustache, I mean, his beard, everything was still very... And he was even wearing kind of a weird, like, tropical hawaii shirt, too. It was really awkward. It was, yeah. Because I, I saw the back of him more than... You saw the front of him, because I think we were walking into the Hall of Fame, and he was walking out... And I think you just kind of caught him and you're like, oh, hey, and kind of tapped me. And I had just, I missed, I got like his cheek right. and the whole back of him. And I'm like, that was definitely him. Like, I can tell that was Carl Urban. And you're like, that was definitely, like, you guys were literally like, you, you literally zip right by each other. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So anyway, he, ha- he had the look of, no, he totally from the show. So totally like, like is he already filming the second season? <laughs> I don't know. It might just be going I would imagine him. that. They're close to probably filming because yeah. I, I there was no confirmation of this anywhere, but the speculation was that the se- season two would come out right around the same time season one did, and that was right around Comic Con or right after Comic Con. So yeah. they should probably start filming pretty soon if they're going to release at that same time frame. So I, I, I would imagine that. Yeah, he probably still was maintaining that look or just got the look back so that he could start filming pretty soon. Right. Unless, of course, it was just some really, 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 really good cosplayer. But other than <laughs> yeah, that, this guy would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cosplay, man, Dragon Con cosplay for this. There was a lot. Oh, for the boys, you mean? For the boys. Oh, okay. yeah. There was definitely people that were doing Billy Butcher with the baby. That happened yeah, a lot. Yeah, I could see that. that ha- I, don't, I don't think I noticed any myself. Really? But- there that's was, an, that's be, an easy between, costume to do. Between it yeah. and uh, Scoops Ahoy. Oh, like, Scoops Ahoy was everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that a lot at Comic-Con S- Scoops year. Ahoy basically owned Dragon Con. But I will say there was a lot of the boys' cost- cosplay. And mm-hmm. I saw those more in the evenings, like in the later evenings. I feel like I saw more of them walking around. Yeah. Hanging around. That's, uh, it's an easy the cosplay. funny thing about the, the boys, it, well, not funny, but the thing about it to me is that they're the the characters that play these archetypes of essentially like the Justice League characters, mm-hmm. and it's interesting in in that it, at least I didn't notice anything. So maybe if you guys did, let me know. But Homelander, he doesn't have like a a weakness like how Superman has his kryptonite. Right. I didn't notice anything that you could actually use to bring him down. Thus far, nothing has been presented that makes you go, oh, there it is. Just for some yeah. reason, I, when you guys are done with this, there's something that popped into my head. I, I'm glad I remembered. I want to ask both of you guys about an episode in this season, and I won't spoil it. But uh-huh. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, was, yeah. Just, I was just curious. I, there was an episode when I was watching... And I was waiting for like, what's the meaning behind this? This 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 is way too like obvious to just be a random thing. 
but there was nothing to it. <laughs> and I'm like, why did this happen? What's the point of showing them? So in this episode, and I think it just was in the one episode, there was at least twice, I believe more than that, like three, maybe four times where a fly was flying around. <gasps> yeah. Like, I think the first time it was around, um, Huey. Uh, yeah. Uh, Huey was the second time. I think the first time it was around Butcher. Yes. No. And even the the sound design of the fly was very like pronounced. It was very obvious. It was very like, oh wow, like for them to really like put that so much in the sound design, this fly flying around his face, I was like, I almost feel like you're making a point about this fly. Yes. And then later on in the same episode, Huey has this fly around him. It's super loud in the sound design. And I'm like, and it's All obvious, right. like you physically can see it on the screen. Like, what's and you up can with the fly? Like, like, is it a like a spy little drone thing? Like, well, I'm wondering it? if it's another superhero guy because there was in the one scene at the beginning of the, the I think it's the first episode. There's a guy that's very tiny, mm. and I think he changes his size to become very tiny. And I'm wondering if that's a further oh. thing. Like, is he supposed to be kind of like? Oh, gosh, I don't know. So I guess in um, DC World, it's uh, the Atom, right? Yeah. 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 That gets really small. So I'm wondering, like, is that what this is kind of going to be? Like a weird Ant-Man wasp. A weird Ant-Man slash Atom. Trying to get my superheroes right. Like mixture where right. it, is, it seems like a very soup kind of a thing. Like a guy, somebody who got down to that size. That's what it seems like to me. It was it was weird. Did was you weird. notice it, Bobby, at all? No, I would have to go back and look at it. So. God, what episode was it, that? It sounds vaguely familiar, I, but I I forget the episode number. But it's the episode where she goes to the oh, Starlight goes to the like event, to the church, the church event. Okay. So okay. it was like it was it was a little like six six or seven. I think it was five. Right. I think, but yeah, it was like I mean, right mid season. It was. It was super obvious, and I totally was thinking like I'm like at some point this is going to get revealed what this is, and it never did. You're right, mother of God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, I didn't think about it until like a few days even later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what about that damn fly? And nah, yeah, I don't know. It was anyway. pretty pronounced. Look it up you're totally, you're going to have to rewatch that episode. And I bet you, you'd, yeah. even you, Bobby, would be like, mother of God, what is the point of this? Because it's really prominent. Mm-hmm. I bet you watch it again, Bobby, and you're gonna you're gonna be texting David and I with a fury. You're gonna be like, "Oh my God, the damn what the hell!" And we're gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah. we know exactly. Welcome yeah, to our world." I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you should. Um, okay, real quick, we also finished Carnival Row, which mm-hmm. we wa- we talked about Carnival Row last last week. We sadly had only not watched the final episode. Yeah, we watched the final episode. Uh, actually, it was last night. Huh. Um, what did you think of it in the season, real quick? Um. I'm enjoying Carnival Row. I feel like I should be enjoying Carnival Row more than I am. Uh, as I'm watching the last bit of the, the episode, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm watching it going, wow, there's a lot of people dying. Like, there's like a lot of people alive at the end of this episode. <laughs> and then secondly, I was kind of like, huh. Some things I felt like, oh, that's obvious, and I kind of saw that coming. And then there was other things that I was like, huh, we're going that route, Okay. And so there are some things that I am actually kind of going, I'm really curious to see this pick up for a second season. I am actually kind of curious to see exactly how deep in this direction they're going to go with the theme that they have. Um, Basically, again, immigrants, you know, people that are different because of whatever mixing like is interesting. And so 
I don't know. I'm I am curious to see how it's going to go, but I will say I kind of left the episode kind of going. Eh, I saw some of that coming, and eh, that's okay. But I don't know. Uh, I didn't love it, but I definitely didn't hate it. That's for sure. I still was going. Okay, cool, great. We're wrapping up this portion. Next story, and that's what I'm looking forward to now. It, I almost exactly what you're saying because the the finale was a weird mixture of for me not being very good but at the same time it seemed to be setting up a season that I'm looking forward to seeing yeah so it was weird <laughs> right it did its job where in that it's it's making me interested to keep watching and I'm going to keep watching because like as I said last week I overall I like the show it's not and we like that world that they like, built I like the world they built the show could be better yeah um, the pacing uh, could be better hoping maybe the second season will be better yeah but I, I like the world enough that I'm, I'm I watch the whole season and I will watch I will at least start season two as long as it's not terrible. Yeah. But yeah, the what it was kind of setting up, I'm definitely kind of curious to see where it all goes. I, it did feel like the finale was trying to cram a little too much in, and that yeah. that aspect of it, I, I wasn't caring for. There was some acting in it that was not so stellar, and overall, the show it could be a better show for sure, but. Yeah, we're that, we're that, on the same level with it. Where I am with it, it's funny because I feel like the pacing has been the issue the whole time, and it's been like this can go faster, and then it crammed a bunch in on that last episode, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you guys could have slid some of that, and other could have. You're saying could have shifted it and spread it out really evenly. There's even just there's an ending set piece, kind of a more action kind of set piece, and it goes it plays into what we complained about. There's there maybe could be more action in the show. And we get kind of an action set piece in this finale, and they just did not do enough with it. Like, it's just... No, it ended quickly. There was not enough suspense there. It just kind of ended very quickly. I'm like, man, you guys could have really... I I know you're trying to cram way too much in this finale, but you could have done something with this set piece that you didn't do at all. It was just like, boop, it's over. I'm like, wow, that was not dramatic at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But I'm looking forward to the second season. I don't know. I know it got picked up, so yeah. I'm that curious. that last scene of that last episode, you know, and there's a, a monologue going over a dialogue that's going over the scenes that are playing, and you're watching it, and you're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. shit's getting really real now. Like it's kind of surfacey real now. I'm like, yeah, shit's real. This is gonna be interesting. See how and they you, pull, only, pull out of this. Bobby, you still only seen the first episode, or have you watched any more yet? No, just that first episode still. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gone back to it. No rush. Just like, I think Take kind of like you it. already feel well. You're like, eh, I'll watch it if I get to it. But Take your time. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it gives me a little bit more hope hearing what you say, you're saying after completing the whole season and that there's something there. But um, ultimately, I don't know exactly what it is that's holding me back from it um other than what i mentioned last week but i i still feel like i will give it a full shot at least within that first season at some point and more than likely what i will end up doing is giving it a full binge closer to when the second season hits because then that way i can roll right into season two if i'm really getting into it at at that point that's a good idea yeah because the setup for the second season is intriguing. Like, yeah. 
As far as, uh, okay, dig yourself out of that. Anyways. Hmm. So, what have you been watching, Bobby? Yeah. Oh, you saw Hustlers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, before I get to that, there was something I meant to mention last time we were on that I had watched, which was the Dave Chappelle special that came out on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. Mm. And I don't know if you guys had heard anything about this latest the, special. The only thing I've heard, and I haven't watched it yet, and actually I've watched a lot of the stand-up that's popped up on Netflix. I'm kind of surprised myself I haven't watched it and yet. And we've watched some of the newer but, Chappelle ones that have come up. Yeah, but this one okay. I haven't seen yet. The only thing I have heard, I feel like I came across either a tweet or something pointing out the fact that it seems to have a really low Rotten Tomatoes score from critics, but a really high score from audiences. Really? Yes. That's yes, that, that is the case. And in fact, maybe if you want to look it up and see what it is. But yeah. from my take, it's probably of all of his Netflix specials that he's done, probably his best one. It's, really? It's flat out brilliant. <laughs> and it's I don't throw that word around lightly when I'm talking about a lot of the stand up specials and, and whatnot. I usually have fun with a lot of them or, or, or enjoy parts of them, but this one is so well thought out and it's it's very controversial. Mm. There's things that he's saying in it that if you've seen any of the news has really irked some people and, and I get it because even when there's things that he's talking about and his thoughts on the things, whether he actually believes it or not, I don't necessarily agree with his take that he's saying, but he presents it in such a way that you kind of can't help but to laugh at some things. And and then sometimes you're laughing along with what the premise of what he's saying is because you get what the undertone of what he's saying. And so even though the subject matter itself might be kind of like, ooh, this is touchy, it's the way he approaches it, that's very clever. So even if you maybe don't get a laugh out of it, you can appreciate the the way he structures the joke, the way he the way he presents it in, in a way that makes you think about it, even if you're not necessarily laughing at it. So that's why I felt like it was really just one of his better ones because it, it operates on all levels and it feels like it's just, it had me laughing out loud a lot of times. And... Even ones when I didn't necessarily agree with it, I could still see what he was talking about in it. But overall, I just had a good time with it. And if you watch the um, the whole thing, there's uh, a part after, I think, some of the credits where he is talking to the audience and doing sort of a one-on-one -on -one with questions and stuff from the audience. So, And that's pretty good as well. So like an epilogue kind of thing that you want to watch as well. I think that's pretty true with his stand-up. I mean, for the most part, he always likes to pull out a lot of controversial things. And then I think sometimes he goes at them with his own viewpoints on them and his own thoughts and opinions on them. But sometimes I think he goes, I don't necessarily even agree with this idea or this thought process. But for funds, let's go down this road. And he'll right. be like, here's the situation. And while I might not think this way, there's some people that do. Let's just explore that. And I think he goes into that. You're like, it's things that you, you might not even think of. You go, oh, I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. I don't agree with what you're saying, but I hear that viewpoint. And he's kind of saying the same thing, going, not my thinking, 
but I bet you there's people thinking this way about it, and he right, makes absolutely. it funny, and it's yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I, I know what you're saying because he does that a lot. Yeah. His la- in this the one he did before this one, he kind of did that a few times right. on a few topics, and it was kind of like yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, at 31 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The, from critics, the, from critics, the wow. critics' consensus on here is edgy but empty. Sticks and stones won't break any bones, but it won't elicit many laughs either. Uh, wow! But the audience, the audience score is a ninety-nine percent. Yeah, <laughs> clearly it's funny. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Clearly, there's some people who were heavily. In, in on what he's going for and, and appreciated it and, and judged right. it as such. Right. And yeah, I would say if you like any of his stand up from the past, any of his movies that you've seen, then check it out because it's worth watching just to form your own opinion about it as opposed to just uh, kind of hearing the, the headlines or seeing the headlines and kind of right. just going off of the sound bites. You you really want to experience it in context and see exactly what he's going for in it. And yeah, there's there's absolutely some thought provoking things in there. So definitely check that out. Well, let's wrap up the show so we can go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else uh, have you been up to? Yeah, so um another show that I had been waiting to get caught up on after all the avalanche of stuff avalanche of stuff that I normally watch is this show on HBO called Succession. Mm. And it's about this dysfunctional family that's like this global media family and very rich, uh, affluent white family. Mm. And um, the patriarch is played by Brian Cox, who you've seen in a ton of stuff. And he's always a, a good actor you know okay. you see He's him known in anything, for the born just... supremacy stuff yes yes yeah. absolutely and um this show it's so well acted there's everyone across the board and i'm not familiar as familiar with some of the actors that are in it other than brian cox um but they do these parts so so well i mean they this family when i say it's dysfunctional it's heavily dysfunctional yeah. and um, the the interesting thing about uh, one of the, the actors in it is Kieran Culkin. And I don't know what Kieran is like in real life, but he plays his character so well. I feel like that's kind of him in real life. And yeah. I would hope not because his character is real douchey. Yeah. But <laughs> he's so douche. good, though. He's so good as, as the character. And um, the, 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 the show itself, I... I it's 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 a weird sort of dichotomy for me because while I, I love the the performances and some of the elements of the story because in, essentially it's about this family and, and the patriarch is kind of going to a path where he needs to step down at some point and he needs to name an heir and not everyone in the family is within the business itself but there are ones that are in the business that are trying to jockey for position. And it's kind of like, well, who's going to get this, this position eventually. And there's a lot of things that happen over the course of the first season. And then now into the second Mm -hmm. season that you're just kind of like, okay, well, I want to see where this is going. And I think that is the main part that drives me to watching the show 
because on the flip side of everything good that I said about it, it's hard to watch because I find myself having a hard time rooting for anybody on the show. It's like they're all so despicable and they're not very nice. <laughs> they treat other people really bad, really crappy. Uh, it's it's almost like I imagine what hmm. If I was to think of what the Trump family would be like, but without the yeah. snarkiness and, oh. and good personality of sorts, that's what I imagine them to be like in terms of how they treat their wealth and what they do with their wealth. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I imagine it. And it's not good. It's like the things that these people could be doing with their money and you see what they actually do with it. It's just it's horrible. <laughs> but it's it's the strength of the the actor's performances as these characters and trying to see where the story is going to go is what keeps me into it because it's very hard for me watching the show when it's just like they're bad not not completely bad but they're very self-centered and selfish people uh doing not great things <laughs> and and it's like and getting away with it it seems like all the time and so it's it makes it hard to watch but I know you've seen some of it, Michelle. What, what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, I'm in season two right now. And uh, I'm a little behind on season two. I think we've got three more episodes to go in into season two that I'm behind on. But no, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And it did take me an episode. That first episode was a hard one to watch. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to go down this? It, 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 literally, that first episode ended. It's like, do I want to go down this rabbit hole? And I was like yes i will continue to watch let's see what happens it's it's a really good show it's done so well as far as the story the sets the acting just everything the writing the writing is is quite excellent as a matter of fact and i feel like what's what's nice about it is like that they don't mind saying a line of dialogue and then sitting on it for a second and letting you absorb what they just said and then the next person finally because they're absorbing it you can like literally watch them absorbing this thought and then they go okay here's my angle on it and then they go into it and because you're kind of going how are they going to react to this sometimes it's that it's done that well and i like that it'll sit on something something for a second or two sometimes a little longer than maybe it should because you can tell there's everything is calculated and yeah you each person they're not they're not innately evil or anything no. they're just not great people and like you'll watch no. a person and they'll kind of go through you're like oh this seems this person seems okay and then they'll kind of act one way and you're like oh that was really ooh, that was rough yeah. and then you're like okay maybe this other person yeah they're redeeming in this quality and then you're like oh oh but they're shitty in all these other qualities and like <laughs> there's just not one person that stand out ish you can't root for anyone you know it, it's it is, it is intriguing and yeah i'll admit i honestly can only about watch about like two episodes and i'm like okay we're gonna put secession away for today because <laughs> yeah. you kind of feel a little gross in a really way do. on a couple of different levels watching it but at the same time like it's a it's it's such a well done show like i recommend it to anybody it's really good it's just it's a lot to trudge through sometimes and there's definitely connotations to absolutely everything that's happening. There's there's hidden, like, everybody has their own focus and their own agenda. 
And so everything, as I'm saying, everything is calculated. Like these people are constantly calculating, not their next step, but their next four steps. Like they're going, okay, if I do this and this, then I'm going to go do this and this. Like, Except it's for the character constant, of Greg. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't think he even contemplates his next five minutes, let no, alone his Greg, next few steps. Greg, in a way, is, is the average dude. Like, he's the average person who's been thrown into this pit of snakes that... And even he's not completely above board, per Well, there's, se. there's sometimes he's actually doing things because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And then it's perceived by them because they're so used to everybody else coming after them. They'll perceive it like, you dirty dog, you snake. And he's like, I don't, I literally don't know what you're talking about. They're like, you're angling for this, aren't you? And he's like, no, no, just, no, I just, I, I brought the puppy to the house like you told me to do. You did it. You actually did. You're like, what the fuck? And he's just going, I don't understand. Like, they're so, they're so ensconced with their own bullshit situation that they don't think about Somebody just did something nice. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's weird. Like, it's just so funny to watch that. But there are a few times that there's, there's been like two moments that I can think of off the top of my head where he's kind of come in and he's tried to be tough and to go, I'm going to try to do this thing because I think maybe they'll like me for doing it. Maybe I'll get my way. And then they kind of go, look at you stepping up. And then they kind of joke about it. Like every time that they're like, so cute, you're trying so cute so when he does try to be like ruthless they think he's kidding and then when he's totally just not doing anything they lose their minds and go oh my god he's after us he's really smart and he's like nope i'm just a bumbling idiot bumbling through this whole thing it's 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 really interesting to watch him in the show because yeah he's yeah anyways it's a good show there's it's a session there's like two things about the show that bother me annoy me i would say they don't technically how, how many bother houses me. they have no 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 so it's in the the way that the show has done itself is like is for one there's a there's a style in which it, it's shot to where um if anyone has watched the office you know how when a character makes a certain comment or says something snarky or something the camera sort of does a quick zoom in on them like a close-up yeah and this show does it constantly but for no reason at times it just gives gives you this quick close-up of a character for no reason it's like it's kind of sporadic at least with shows like the office and parks and rec it it was framed a certain sort of way to where you you knew they, they wanted to highlight something by doing that shot but they do it on this show so much and it's for no reason that sometimes it's kind of just like that's an interesting choice of why you did that quick zoom there. I, it, I don't, I don't know, but in a way, I think the way that they're shooting the show is also almost like its own character. And hear me out. It's like there's, it's almost like a cloak and dagger of what you're supposed to actually be observing and what's actually happening, and what you are observing, and what you are like. There's still things that are hidden, so it's like you're you're only seeing a bit and piece of here and there of the situation, mm. purposely. Yeah, I think I'll look. Yeah, I'll have to look and and put that in my frame of mind as I'm watching with the next episode and see if I can catch that. But But I totally know what you're saying. It it is shot kind of weird. Yeah. And and the other thing that I've noticed about it, and it's the weirdest thing. I don't think I've ever in the history of watching TV have seen a show 
that is so singularly obsessed with its own theme song because it plays throughout every episode at least a couple times. Yeah. Every single episode. It's like it's so weird. I mean, it's a good theme song, but it, it it's almost becomes an earworm because especially if you're binging it that um, they play it so much. It's like they didn't want to pay for any other music or something. They just <laughs> constantly use their theme song as sort of background temp it's, music. And it's so kind it's of a weird... Strange. Yeah, it's kind of weird music. And so they do kind of use it sometimes as an emotional arc in a scene. Sometimes you're kind of like, oh, why the fuck are they playing this? It's so annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Because it's, it's not weird. really adding anything to the scene. No. And so it's like, why are you even bothering? Right. Yeah. No, I fully, yeah. I, I totally agree it's yeah. weird that they do that too but uh, uh, those are just like nitpicks but other than that yeah like i said the show is worth watching and it's like as michelle said that couple episodes you might want to switch to something else and then yeah. come back to it it's 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 a little rough trying to sit there and binge it as you know episode to episode to episode yeah it's not a bingey show it's not really I mean, it's not like it's like emotional trying, but it, it's kind of no. more like a mental like, oh, God, this is. OK, this, it's a lot to process in in a yeah. few levels. But it's good. <laughs> it's a good show. You should watch it. I'll keep uh, this all in mind. <laughs> you should watch it. I would be curious to see what I David would be really curious to see I mean, what I, David I thinks think about I, it. I walked in. You were finishing an episode. Yeah. And I, I kind of watched the end and. This was in season two, and I was kind of, I was interested. There's this one scene where I guess this brother, he stops at like a little convenience store in New York, and mm-hmm. and like I think he's buying like cigarettes and maybe gum, mm-hmm. and then the 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 guy working is turns back to watching whatever football soccer game he's watching, and I don't know, just to make a point, I guess he like he just takes a pack of batteries. Yeah, and then he walks out and throws them away. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck, right? It's almost non sequitur, and yeah. you watch a little bit more, but yeah, uh, yeah. In- and I don't know. And then I, I remember like they kind of do the normal HBO thing where like you know inside the episode afterwards, and they're talking about the scene where he gets spit on. Yeah, and uh, it was the same episode. It was a scene where yeah, he gets it was yeah. the same episode, and yeah, it was just like. I, I just remember thinking, I think I commented to you. I'm like, do you think he made sure like the guy, there's no chance this guy was sick. Like about to get the flu, like this extra, whoever this guy is like, you're, you're clean, right? Okay. Yeah. You can spit on my face. It's fine. And apparently a few takes too. Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. That's so rough. It was, it's episode two of season two. Yeah. Oof. It's yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's, no, it, it it's looks so weird. interesting. I, I could see picking it up, but it's definitely not a priority. I know right now for me, no. like now that we've finished the boys, finished Carnival Row, Dark Crystals next for me. I feel time. like oh, if, if I got you halfway through season one, you'd be like, damn it, this is good. And you'd be you'd be hooked. You'd be in. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like if I could get you into this, you'd be like, oh, son of a bitch, this is good. Yeah. You know, it's weird is. Real, one last thing about it, and we can move on. But um, I have a weird thing where where I'm watching it sometimes, and I and some of the actors, as I said, I'm not as familiar with them, but they kind of remind me of other people. So sometimes in my head, I'm like, what if this show had this actor and this actor? And so obviously, with Kieran being Macaulay Culkin's brother, I'm like, what mm-hmm. if Macaulay Culkin was his character? How would it be? And then with uh, the the character that uh, you mentioned, David, his name is uh, 
Kindle, I think, or mm-hmm. I think it's Kindle. And yeah. so he kind of reminds me of David Schwimmer a little bit. And so I was like, what if David Schwimmer was that character, that actor playing that role? And I was like, yeah, I can kind of see it because not necessarily that he's like a Ross type character, but there's something about the way he has this sort of puppy dog kind of look to him sometimes yeah. that reminds me of David Schwimmer. But um, yeah, other than that, that's my only observation yeah. about it. I think the interesting person that I love watching sometimes, and you don't get to see him every episode, is Alan Ruck, mm. best known mm-hmm. for uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off right. as Cameron. Mm-hmm. So he's in this, and he plays he plays the oldest brother, but from a different marriage. And then there's the three siblings, and they're the yeah. main focus. He's kind of like... He's not a bastard child, but he's definitely not the focus of what's happening. He's just kind of like the, yeah, well... I'm I'm the first kid from the first wife and yeah this is how it is. Right. He he's so weird. And just when you're thinking so he's a decent guy. He'll do something you're like what? Whoa. And I keep on be like, Cameron, you dirty dog. That's not who it is. All I think yeah. about is Ferris Bueller's when I see this guy. It's just so funny <laughs> to watch him on camera sometimes. So what have you seen in theaters this week? So in theaters, I got to see the big movie release of the week, I guess, which is Hustlers, starring Jennifer Lopez and um, Constance Wu. And it's interesting, this movie. So last week, I remember we were kind of talking about it slightly, and Yasha had like literally no desire to see this movie whatsoever. And... My thought, I think when I first heard about it on paper, I was interested and I was into it just because of the concept. It's, as they say, inspired by a true story. And so anytime that's in a headline for a movie, it always gets me a little interested just because it's probably a story worth kind of seeing in in film or, you know, told from a certain way. And the 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 idea about this is that um, there are these girls that work at a, a strip club that end up trying to elevate themselves in life and status, and by doing so, they get involved with these Wall Street type guys that um, they end up essentially duping them for their money by drugging them and and being able to run up their credit cards and stuff, and so. I thought that concept was like, okay, that's interesting. I haven't seen that kind of story told before. So, yeah, that, that was that was kind of cool to me. And then, um, what was it, TIFF, I guess, maybe, that happened that uh, there was a lot of good reviews coming out of there for the movie. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh, well, now I really want to watch it because it seems like people are giving it pretty good reviews. It maybe, maybe even was the Venice one, but either way one of the film festivals it was getting some good reviews and the the interesting thing to me about it was that they were saying that um they really felt the performance of jennifer lopez was so good that maybe there could be oscar buzz and i was like wow really i mean i was thinking i might go in and check it out and and, and enjoy it but um for it to get that kind of reaction i really want to see what this is about so, okay, I go in and I check it out. And the movie is kind of like 
the last couple of movies that Adam McKay has done, you, if you've seen where they kind of tell the story and sometimes you'll have those cut scenes where they're explaining the situation to you in, mm-hmm. a, in a way. Yeah. It doesn't do that specifically, but it kind of has that vibe and feeling to it and that almost that aesthetic to it as well, where it, it kind of looks like an indie movie. Well, I guess STX, the company that produced it, is sort of an indie company but it doesn't it doesn't have the the shining gloss of a of a normal studio film so i think that helps the movie as well mm. but i found the the story good i found the performances really good um i would say jennifer lopez is really really good in this character it's almost as if she this role was like tailor built for her because she plays it so well and i would I would definitely say if you put all of her performances on paper and try to rank them, this has to be her probably her best, if not close to her best, because mm. she does it so well. And I don't know that I would be saying there's Oscar, you know, talk warranted per se, but she does a really, really good job in this movie. And it did well this weekend. I think it was somewhere around 31 million or so. Um, but the funny thing about it is like you know i've seen some articles talking about how the movie's done well probably off of the buzz of the 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 film circuits of the festivals and everything and i was and i was like yeah maybe but i don't think so i think even if this movie had been torn to shreds by the critics and by the film festival circuit people were going to go see this movie no matter what and i should rephrase that and say Guys, we're going to go see this movie no matter what because it has Jennifer <laughs> Lopez in it and skimpy outfits. And so I think this movie was going to be bulletproof and critic-proof no matter what. But um, what you do get if you do go see it is an actually good story. It's funny. Um, it's 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 compelling in a lot of ways. And it's um, it pulls at the heartstrings at times as well. And you really get a... A, a good understanding in a way of what some of the people who go who who are strippers at these clubs performers are like and what their life is like to a certain degree and how hard it is for them and and I thought they did a lot of that really well towards the beginning and then it kind of turns into the um the concept of the movie towards that I guess second act and and on but yeah, I just thought it was done really, really well. Um, there's even an element that happens partway through the movie with some sound editing and sound mixing. where And this isn't giving anything away, but I just thought it was so clever and so well done that um, I couldn't help but notice it. And I don't know if everyone else did, but there's this part where Constant Wu's character is giving an interview who... Um, Julia Stiles is also in the movie and she plays like a, a reporter for a magazine and she's doing a story on the whole thing. And so uh, there's this part where there's another character who's in part of the crew of the girls and she has a wire. And so she's hearing you're, you're hearing the conversation that she's having with like Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu through the wire and it's being recorded so it sounds like the audio is edited and mixed in 
in a way that you're hearing it from the recording, but it's the actual dialogue of the character speaking. And it's, it's blended so well. I was like, man, that's clever that they did that instead of like, um, you just know that the person's wearing the wire and you just hear the regular sort of uh, background dialogue without the that mix. And I just thought that was really well done. And there's different ways that it's shot as well that I thought was pretty good. And this director, I'm looking her up on IMDb. Her name is L- Lorraine Scafaria. I haven't seen anything that she's done before, but she's also one of the writers. And I thought as far as anything that... Um, maybe being a, a big movie for her on a, on the big stage, so to speak. I think this is a pretty good uh, sort of coming out for her and probably will garner her some more work in the future, especially this being the biggest, I think, opening for the STX Studios uh, releases and being Jennifer Lopez's biggest movie in her career that she's opened as well. So, I mean, kudos to them. I think they did a good job with the movie and my audience seemed to be pretty satisfied with it as well. They were pretty into it. Hmm. Yeah, I've been curious to check it out. Like, I remember seeing the trailers for it going, yeah, I'd, I'd watch this. I don't think it's going to be anything amazing in any way, shape, or form, but I'd watch this. It seems like an intriguing storyline. Yeah, 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 I'd see, I'd see this. And then, like, yeah, it goes to Toronto International Film Festival, goes off to TIFF, and comes back, and everybody's just losing their minds. They're like, it's a really great story. It's a really great film. It's done really well. J-Lo has the performance of her life. And I'm like, we're talking about the same film, right? Like, really? And that makes me go, well, there's got to be something more to this film than what meets the eye from the trailer. Like, I'm like, there's got to be more to it. So now I'm, I am really intrigued. So I'm glad to hear that you had a good experience with it as well and that everything that we're hearing out of TIFF is completely warranted. So it makes me feel much better about it. And honestly, I might go check it out this week. Cause I've been curious. So. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, David, sound like you're about to say something. No, I was just going to agree quickly that, I mean, talked about it last week. I was actually kind of curious after just seeing the trailer, like yeah. I'd watch this. And then, yeah, after the stuff out of the Toronto international film festival, it was like, well, Hey, if everyone's raving about it, I'll definitely give it a shot. Yeah. Considering I kind of was interested in it anyway. Like I'm, right. I'm open to it. So. If that many people are raving about something, oh there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's something to it. Like you know what any, I mean? Any film. I mean, even if I saw a trailer for something, I was like, that just looks fucking retarded. Like I'm just not seeing yeah. that. And then, but suddenly everyone's like, whoa, whoa, no, it's not what you think. Wait this a is second. a great film. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. If 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 people if that many people were raving about something, even if I had zero interest at first, I'd be like, "Well, now I'm just curious. Right. Like, am I crazy or are you all crazy? Like, at that point, it's me going. Mm, so, wait a second. Now I just need to know. Like, now it's more of a curiosity. Like, okay, well, now I just got to see what really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and look, you got to think about it this way as well. We're hitting the fall season mm-hmm. at this point now. Oh, we, yes. We've come out of the, the big summer movie season. And the, the biggest thing that we go into each and every year that everyone always talks about and, and levies heavy complaints against is that there's always so many reboots, sequels, and prequels that come out every year. And this is a completely original movie mm-hmm. and it's got good reviews. So go, go to the theater and support it. Right. This is true. Yeah, people are always complaining. Oh, there's nothing original happening in Hollywood. This is a completely original storyline. Yep. I mean, yep. 
come on like here it is speaking of the season so the season well it's fall right so okay. we're officially going into the season what i like oh. to call is the season this is when movies really start oh, pumping okay. towards oscars here okay. we're getting yeah. to the start of it this is the start of you know a very large climb up a mountain of major films going into for oscars here Anywho, my point is, so speaking of being in the season, next Sunday is the Emmys, and I feel yeah. like I blinked, and now it's the Emmys already. Oh, I, the Emmys is definitely one of those shows, I'm like, I feel like it always just kind of pops up. I'm like, oh, the Emmys. <laughs> really? Like, okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm also, not, I don't religiously watch the Emmys like I do, like the Oscars. I mean, I, I enjoy them, but I will say, I definitely was like, son of a gun, it's the Emmys already? Like, gee, bunny. He's like, God. Quick. I always equate the Emmys. The reason why it never surprises me is because it always falls right around the time that all the shows start coming back. And that was going to be my second point. Yeah. So that's why I always know when it's about ready to come around because I'm always aware of when the new season of shows are coming back on and everything. So I always know, like, once we get Emmys, I get all my shows back, and you know right. it's gonna be that that whole thing. But yeah, what, what were we gonna say about the the shows coming back? So Michelle? basically, shows are coming back. Oh. Woohoo! <laughs> it's the fall season. So all I was gonna kind of curious is I know like I don't watch a lot of network TV anymore. I know David surely doesn't really, um, but I know you still watch a decent amount of network. I do. No, I, I know do. you don't. Fine. Give me that face. He's Netflix and he watches Amazon and he watches shows that are created for things. He's, he doesn't really created watch for things. <laughs> created for things. <laughs> created for like for like streaming services. Thank you. That's what I was trying to spit out. So no, but he doesn't really watch a lot of like normal like you know, the major five, four or five, like um, networks, right? And I only have a very small handful of things that I watch that are like network broadcast shows. But my point was, I was kind of curious, like what you guys were interested in that's coming out soon. That you're like, oh man, thank you Jesus, I'm so happy this is happening. Oh, rainbows and unicorns are happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll say for myself, I, I haven't looked at everything that's supposed to come out this um, this fall season. But I do know of at least four shows that I'm going to give a chance. Um, I, let me see if I can remember them offhand. One is this show that's coming on CBS called Evil, and it has uh, Mike Coulter in it from Ooh, Luke Cage fame. Mike and it's Coulter. about like he's he's paired with this girl, uh, this this woman that is like, oh, uh, I think she, she's an attorney of some sort, and uh, she is in charge of cases where people claim that they were possessed by something and and she's like the oh. uh, not a defense against it but the prosecutor against it yeah. and he plays a um a like a he's trying to become a priest and so he is involved in the church in terms of uh when it comes to that type of stuff demonic possessions and stuff and so he's a it's almost like a x-files kind of thing where he's a believer in this stuff and she isn't and they they go after these cases where uh that's the possibility of these people who are haunted by evil and oh i can't think of his name right now but the 
the guy who was on Lost is also in it, and he was in um, another show on CBS. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of his name right now. But I can't think of his name either. I know who you're talking oh, about, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. wow, that's kind of funny that you know. I'm pretty I'm sure I do. I'm looking right now, <laughs> but you never even seen the the concept of the show I'm talking about for you to know who I'm talking about. Oh no, I, I've seen I've seen commercials for the show. Oh, you have? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. okay. And I would actually okay. agree with you if if there were anything on network TV coming up, I would watch it. Probably be this. Yeah. So. That one I'm interested in. And then there's a show that's coming out on oh, Michael Emerson is his name, oh, okay. the other actor. Um, that's coming out on ABC with Colby Smolders called Stumptown mm. that I'm going to probably check out. It's based on a comic book that I'm not familiar with, but um, it's I think Stumptown is the name of some place in Boston that she used to live. And she's a kind of a. <sighs> time weary cop that goes back to there and and has cases that she solves and it's probably a procedural and but i'm gonna check it out because i like colby uh or colby i'd be the only um, reason i checked that out because it's got colby in it yeah kobe Kobe. yeah and kobe what was the third third show um Colby Smolder. There's no L, I don't think, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes... It's, you know why I say the L sometimes? <laughs> I know, sometimes, sometimes I say the L, but I know it's Kobe. No, Sorry, it I, sounded like I, you're I saying do, the L. I, I try not I to say the L. L. It doesn't matter. I'm <laughs> just messing with you. I'm like, I try not <laughs> to say the L, but it kind of comes out as a sound with the O. It's cool. Oh, God. So, <laughs> you were saying Bobby. No, well, I was going to say, I do say the L, literally, sometimes. Because where I get confused with her name, even though I know her name, is that sometimes with the last name, the Smolders part, I keep thinking of Smothers, like the Smothers Brothers, and that doesn't have an L. And so then the L, I'm thinking there's there should be the L in the Kobe part as opposed to the L in the Smolders part. So my brain gets confused sometimes with her name. So sometimes You're I'm really like, deep with that. but that's how my brain looks at it. So I'm like, at least I'm kind of like, I, I, there's a reasoning why I sometimes mess up her name. But um, the other show that's on um, ABC that's coming out is this show called Emergence that um, it's sort of a, mm, I don't know how to explain it well. It just has that sci-fi type of element to the show that I was interested in and checking out. Hmm. And um, there's another show that's coming on NBC, and I can't remember the name of it offhand, that has Cal Penn in it. And it's from, I think it's from the same people who did, like, um, The Good Place and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's uh, Michael Shore show. And so he's always really good so I, I was thinking at least check out an episode or two of that but that's kind of it for me anything from you real quick Michelle for me it's kind of the standbys that I've been watching like um, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel's coming out season three super excited looking forward to that um, and then uh, I'll be honest when the TV show This Is Us ended with the last season I was kind of like I'm good I don't know if I want to watch this again. Like, it sounds like you're not good. But but then I see <laughs> this the, the, this trailer that comes out and is introducing a crap ton of more characters, like a ton more characters. I'm like, 
where the hell are they going with this? And now I'm just like, well, where the hell are they going with this? Now I got to watch it because I got to see where they're going with it all. Because there seems to be a lot more characters being added. And I'm like, how are you at? How are you doing this? I feel like the story has really kind of come to a nice like closure and they're dragging it out. But then they're dragging it out and they're like, oh, but now we're going to add a bunch of people. And I'm like, well, how the hell do they come into play? So now I'm just it's morbid curiosity at this point. But I'll say the one show that I'm really wanting to see is A Million Little Things, second season. I really enjoyed the first season, like, a lot. And it ended on a, oh, man, come on. We got to see how this all plays out. Like, I'm very curious. And I'm really, I love all the characters. I like the actors they have. The story, I think, is really good. And it's really interesting. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's about it for me, honestly. Well... We're out of time, but what, Bobby? You have one more thing in the movie in theaters you saw that oh, you want yeah. to talk about, and we have a bet we have to talk about really quick. So, Bobby, what was that last thing you saw? Yeah, okay. So, last thing I saw was um, Brittany runs a marathon, and this stars Jamie Bell or Jillian Bell, and she is uh, playing a character who is overweight and she goes to her doctor and the doctors are like basically look you need to lose weight because for health reasons or it's going to be bad for you so she essentially gets her herself into that mode to where she's going to do this thing where she's not only going to lose weight she wants to run the new york marathon and she becomes dedicated to doing that and it the movie kind of takes you through her process of her her journey to lose weight and to uh, achieve this goal of running the marathon and it's it's one very very funny uh jillian bell is is super funny in this uh, i mean she's kind of self-deprecating but at the same time she's just kind of like has a a, a quick wit type sense of humor in it and so I, I thought i really appreciated that part of her personality but there's also just like a lot of um, heartfelt moments in the movie. It's it's kind of this inspiring movie as well, where uh, it works on the level of getting you motivated into com- accomplishing whatever kind of goal you might have or something that you want to do in life. And it's just it's one of those movies that comes out once a year that it feels like it's kind of good for your soul in a way and. I really enjoyed it so, so much. And I think for sure it'll pop up somewhere in my top 10 for the year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's really good. Wow. Brittany runs a marathon, right? Real quick. Is it kind of similar to Run Fat Boy Run with Simon Pegg? Oh, you know, I didn't see that one. Oh, Oh, you got to watch that one. I forgot about that. That's a good one. I recommend it. I like that one. But well, I have to check that out and let you know. But I feel like it's on somewhere. It's streaming somewhere. I feel like. You'll have to watch it. It's a good one. Run Fat by I'll Run. Look it up. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, so what? I guess we're starting a bet this week. Oh, this is the mm-hmm. new thing. Yeah, this is the new thing that Bobby came up with. Uh, so, Bobby, you can explain it again for the audience. What exactly are we doing here? Yeah. So, okay. Well, I I don't know how I thought about it. I was just thinking in terms of. Um, stuff that we haven't watched that we're always kind of talking about. And I was thinking, well, why don't we do something to where we, I, you know, I don't know if I phrase it specifically as a bet 
per se, but just thinking in terms of like, why don't we try and have something where like, I give you something to watch, you give me something to watch, and we have until the end of the year to watch it, essentially until like, you know, before Christmas, and then we'll give our opinions on it, because that should give us plenty of time to be able to watch it. So I'm like, okay, this this could uh this could be kind of fun. So I um This isn't even what I was thinking of by the way, but go on. Oh. Yeah, no. Really? I'm totally thinking about the top five thing we're supposed to be. Super oh, like what is he bad. talking about right now? But no, this this is a thing too. This is a thing. This okay. Jeez. Sorry. Sorry guys. No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like What's he talking about, David? Oh man. <laughs> like this I'm sitting new. here like I take a drink and I'm listening and I'm oh, kind of no. thinking about <laughs> it and I'm like two bets uh, now. And I kinda like I'm put sorry. my drink down. And I start like looking over at David like, do you know what the fuck he's talking about right now? Oh, no, because no, I no. super don't oh, know. Man, so yeah, that's why I was kind of like, I don't know that I'd call it a bet because I didn't think we had put anything in stakes on it. But <laughs> so I was kind of like, okay, two but anyway, different thing things. Okay, so I, let's go with the bet with the top five. No, no, no. Well, you're already. Well, yeah, you've already you might as well finish Bobby. this. Please. Yeah, finish, finish this. Let me, okay. let me finish this off. So I'm calling it. Have yourself a merry little binge miss. Yes. And it's. Oh, you are gonna... so on board with this. I was going to say, the moment he said this. <laughs> so Lord. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Um, I think I know what David would want me to watch by the end of the year. It's obvious. And I, well, would you say, David? I said it's obvious. Yeah. So I, I went ahead and assigned it to myself, but I will give you the opportunity <laughs> to, to uh, refute that and change what it. What is it yes. just for clarification? It's the West so Wing. So I feel like it's the <gasps> West Wing. Like all of it? Well, all the my, first four seasons? No, my priority no. is the first four seasons. Yeah. You want to keep going? You have at it. But... I will say, considering we have three months to watch four seasons, you right. could totally do that. Exactly. You, I mean, you'll have to make it your priority, but you could totally sure. binge... Yeah, especially because yeah. some of those episodes end on the like, well, what's going to happen next? And so you're probably going to, yeah, you'll blow through that. Oh, yeah. okay. So Bobby's so watching the West Wing. I'm going to watch the West Wing. And plus, because I know David will be out this way in, I think, January for the, because it's the 20th <gasps> anniversary right. for West Wing the Weekly. West Wing or something like that, I think. No, well, I know if it is an anniversary, actually, I don't realize. But no, what it is, so I think I've mentioned on here before, I've been re-watching all of the West Wing while also listening to the West Wing Weekly. Which is a spectacular podcast, and everybody should listen to Which it. Which is a podcast where Rishi K. Shearway and Joshua Molina, Joshua Molina being a cast member from the show, yep. um, they watch every episode, and then they talk about it, and they have a lot of guests. A lot yeah. of the major cast has been on episodes of that podcast. Yes. They have done live broadcasts of the podcast from yep. various cities with Aaron Sorkin and other you know directors and cast members. Mm-hmm. And finally, they are reaching the end. They are in the middle of season seven, the final season now, and yeah. they'll be recording the very last episode in January in L.A. So, yeah, I got With tickets to that. a lot of stars. Yeah, Martin Sheen will be there. Um, I forget who else is confirmed, and they will probably have surprises. But, yeah, I'll be in L.A. for that. And so, I just looked it up. 
September 22nd, 1999, the pilot for The West Wing premiered. Oh, so, so yeah. I will be starting years. that uh, probably right around September 22nd or somewhere close I'm so to so excited for you, Bobby. Very interesting. I'm yeah. so excited for you. <laughs> the question is, part of me is like, so should I also recommend you watch it and listen to the podcast, too, while you're doing it? Right, but part right. of me is like, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. I feel like he should just watch it and enjoy it. And then and if then he feels maybe, like rewatching it, then he should then rewatch it, it while with the podcast I would but agree. for the first viewing you really just just enjoy it and immerse yourself in the glory that is the west wing i would agree with that yeah gotcha don't listen to the podcast yet i mean listen to it on your right, second right. watching i will um, say to anyone interested the the podcast is set up as such they don't spoil what's ahead they know that they have right. listeners that are watching the show for the first time along with them so they yeah. make a point to not spoil anything they only talk about episodes. the episode they're talking about or That's anything it. that is they've already seen so right. if anyone is curious to do that and watch the show for the first time and listen to the podcast, do it. You're it's not awesome. nothing. They don't ruin anything. It's awesome. Anyway. Anyway. So. So. OK. So Bobby's watching West Wing. Yeah. So David and, and Michelle, if you by way of David are watching as well, uh, I am assigning you to watch one of the greatest shows of all time. And, and you're sure uh, I've never seen it, right? I'm positive you haven't seen it. And it's called Breaking Bad. Ah. Uh, yeah, I have not seen it. Nope. I and have you not can seen find it, it on Netflix. I'm yep. pretty sure it's still there. So and with the movie coming up soon, El Camino, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, sometime soon. So then, I need to you're saying I need to binge the entire series before Christmas? Yeah. Wow. How many seasons is that? I think it's maybe five seasons. But I don't think it's. They're not like look. twenty. They're not like West no. Wing seasons. West, West Wing, Wing seasons no. twenty, are 20 episodes episode seasons that are an hour exactly. long. Well, fifty minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking on IMDb now. It's uh, yeah, five seasons. So David's gonna watch Breaking Bad. So should we watch the same one, or should we watch something different? I feel like you should watch I something think else. You should... What'd you Which say? It's gonna be difficult because I feel huh. like you should get your own show to watch, Michelle. What show would that be? I've watched so many things. I don't know. Um, we'll think about. This. I mean, I could. I just thought maybe it'd be easier on you guys. To I mean, I've never, I've never seen thing. Breaking Bad. It's not for exactly. not wanting to see Breaking Bad or for lack of curiosity for seeing Breaking Bad. It is five mm. seasons, by the way. Yeah, five seasons. Oof. Oh, believe me. Uh, and the first season is only seven episodes, so you know. Oh, okay. You'll get through season one pretty pretty quickly. I'm looking now, and second season is fifth, like 13 episodes. Fifth so, season yeah. is 16, though. Yeah. Yeah. Second season is 13 more. episodes. I think they probably average around 13 episodes. So, I think anyway. you. And also, just really quick about that, it's an hour show that's on TV. So, without the commercials, it's probably like 40, 40 minutes. It should or be something. 42 minutes usually. All right. Yeah. I was going to say West Wing, somewhere between 42 to 50, depending upon the episode. Yeah. So um, that's that. And so, what's to, the prize for watching that? What do, at the end at Christmas well, we're all going to talk think, about it? Yeah, we'll just talk about. it. I don't think as as you started, Bobby. This wasn't really the bet one, so there's really okay. no. I, prize I was like, here. I was like, well, the prize is the show you have been gifted to right. watch. I get that. No, I get that there part. Okay. Go. So now yeah. our bet situation with the five yes, of the week. All right. The bet, so the bet. The so, bet. <laughs> so this was basically. Uh, where we would do the top five movies of the week and we would guess them in order and we get a point each 
for for each movie we get right. And if you get the number one movie right, as well as within $2 million of what it makes, you get a bonus two points. <laughs> so this week, at, coming in at number five was The Lion King with $3 million. Uh, Good Boys with $4.2 million. Angel Has Fallen at number three spot with $4.4 million. Number two was Hustlers with $33.2 million. And coming in at the number one spot holdover from last week is It Chapter 2 with $40.7 million. So when I looked at who what the point totals were th- this week, it looks like coming in at the fourth spot is Michelle <laughs> with one point. Um, I didn't see, I didn't write down which one you got right, but I, I, I think it was Good Angel, Boys. Angel has fallen you or Good Boys. Got, it Angel's fallen? Yeah, you got Good Boys right. Good Boys right. You got Good Boys right. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Then maybe you can tell me which, what everybody got right. I forgot to write that part down, but yeah, uh, coming in at the second spot was Yasha with two points. And he got right, let's see, because he had it chapter two at number one. He had Hustlers at number two, but then the rest, yeah, because he had the Goldfinch at three, Angels Fallen at four, that Good Boys at five. Gold. So, yeah, he had the first two correct. But Goldfinch, his, his uh, prediction bestseller. was not within, what are you saying, within $2 million? Is that what you're right. saying? So, yeah, yeah, he was at $46 million with his. So The yeah. Goldfinch, that national bestseller oh, man. of books. Bullshit uh, movie. I knew. I don't know. Like, it just... I'm like nobody cares about this movie, no. and then I also kind of glanced around. Box Office Mojo predicted even at three, and I was like, I guess it's not like the, it's. I was gonna say the promotion yeah. wasn't really behind this. I really never saw any promo for it. And like, then, and honestly, like I think, well, yeah, as a national bestseller of books, it did spectacularly well. But I think it's the film that nobody was asking for. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was asking for this, right? But I thought at least on the strength of it being a popular book, they I could agree. probably pull in enough to get into that top five. But like I initially had put, I was like told in, the, in our Twitter feed, I had told David, I was like, yeah, I didn't even want, really want to put it in my top five at all. But I just it's felt like new. maybe. But yeah, exactly. But um, coming in at that number three spot for the week, David, you got three points. Yeah, I got I got number one and number two and number four. And I got four points for this week. But uh, I think the one I missed uh, was the, what, number three number three spot? Uh, yeah, same as me, actually. You got number, yeah, you also got uh, number one, number two. Or no, you got, uh, you got number one, one and number two correct. But then you also got the bonus. So that's what puts right, you right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, four. there you go. So yeah. I was trying to be positive on hustlers because of how much talk came out from tiff and Mm. i was thinking oh like maybe it'll catch up to it because it chapter two hasn't gotten quite as good reviews i think as as, was warranted or wanted and so i was thinking maybe it could surpass it and then you like everybody was like oh it'll pull in about 38 and i'm like well if it's gonna pull in 38 then hustlers needs to pull in more than 38 and i was trying to be like Okay, maybe Hustlers could do 40. And if it did 40, like, it would have had to have outdone it. Like, I, I wasn't yeah. crazy when I put that. I remember when I put that 40, you were like, 40 for Hustlers. I was like, well, if I'm trying to get it to win, like, yeah, that, <laughs> right. would, be, that would be the number it would need well, to no, be. But to be I mean, ahead. I was reacting more. I didn't think it was going to. Oh, I know. Up. I was just trying to be positive. 
it was a good gamble though, because I mean it did do thirty one, so it it was it, it would have been it would have messed up if, everyone else if you had got that right. Basically, if 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 it chapter two hadn't been out, probably yeah. And I, I yeah, I stuck with thirty six million for an itch chapter two prediction, mainly because I was thinking, oh, word of mouth on this, I don't think is yeah. as good as the first one, right. and maybe it really won't do as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. still pulled in forty, which yeah. is almost ex- basically exactly what you predicted, Bobby. Yeah, I said forty, and I put my so my thought process going into it was I just thought maybe it would drop probably at most 60%. And I think it dropped somewhere around 55%. Right. And I was going to put it at maybe um my re- original thought was going to be 42 million. And I was like, well, it might be if it does drop as low as 60%, it might be around 38 million or something that it makes. So yeah. I just split the difference and went with 40 thinking, okay, well, I'd still be within 2 million either way up or down if I guessed did, at that 40. Did we already say where the goldfinch landed? No. No. Yeah, it landed at eight. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. It wasn't even six. We all had it at Holy three. Sh- and well, yeah. because it Every was a new release. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it landed way down at number six below, and I've got it in front of me. Um so yeah, you said the Lion King was at five. And number six was yeah. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> And seven oh was God. Overcomer. I don't even know what Overcomer it is. It got beaten out by Hobbs and Shaw that's been out for a <laughs> month. Hobbs and yeah. Shaw has been out for seven weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know if I can Janice this at this point. Oh my. <laughs> Gee, like, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's a new release. And it was a national book bestseller for like a million years on the top 10 of the New York Times bestseller list, right? You would think with those two things going towards it, it would have at least gotten close to the top five. Jesus Christ. And uh, you know what? But we say this and these numbers are actually like six, seven, eight are super close. Like, and this is weekend estimates as we're recording this on Sunday. Actuals will come out tomorrow or the next day. It could jump up to six. But still, but still. like, gee, manese. It's a new release, and it's on a national bestseller book. Like, yeah. it should be higher. Yeah. Let's look and ahead. And again, at, Overcomer. I'm like, what the I don't know F is, is Overcomer? Let's look ahead at the week so ahead. Next week. I was yeah. going to say, here's the one I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually excited for two things this next weekend. First of all, and this should be obvious to absolutely every human being alive, I'm excited for Downton Abbey. I was like, man, you're a Rambo, uh, yeah. Rambo fan. I love the Rambo. <laughs> so Downton Abbey comes out. So I'm excited for that. And then, of course, Rambo, Last Blood. But. <laughs> the way you said that. Last right. Blood. And then, of course, Rambo. Rambo, Last yeah. Blood. Um, and then there's the film that is being toted as uh, uh, an interstellar right. masterpiece quote unquote ad astra yeah which we have tickets for i'm super excited what was that thursday or friday yeah thursday maybe i love space thursday. movies I, I i do um obviously i love sci-fi but i know this isn't sci-fi but i like grounded kind of space movies as well oh, that I'm just show outer space and stuff so like gravity and just just that aspect of how it's filmed just something mm-hmm. about it and I, i'm really interested in this one especially hearing good things about it so i'm it makes me look forward to it that much more yeah 
No, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm so excited for Ad Astra. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it because, yeah, I like these kind of movies in general. But then to like movies like this and then to hear that, oh, wow, it actually could be really, really good. Like stupid good. Like Oscar is, good. Like, this is this one is of those going... movies, seeing a trailer, I was yeah. like, this could go totally either way. This looks yeah. interesting and I like these kind of movies and I want to see it. But I could see this being terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and to hear that it's not is like, all right. It's already being touted as like spectacular, awesome, like mm-hmm. award season worthy, good, awesome film, and I am so, super excited yeah. for it. So sometime midweek, we'll we'll jump on Twitter and give our predictions for the weekend. We're not going to do that right now because no, I I'd I'm, say I'm by like Wednesday at the latest. Yeah, we'll we'll tweet our predictions for the weekend just like we did this week, and yeah. we'll keep adding up the points and. On the Flickr effect tweet. I guess I have to find Breaking Bad to watch. It's yeah. on something. No, oh, yeah, he said it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it should be on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So, Netflix. with that, it is time to wrap things up. Um, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening or watching. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Flickr underscore effect and on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Flickr effect. Uh, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.